friends, welcome back to the Ransom Heart Podcast. John and Stacy Eldridge here in the final part of a series where we've been just trying to wrestle through questions about healing and suffering and breakthrough and thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. And I want to come back to another quote from George MacDonald to bring us into this last episode. He was talking about how the father is shaping his sons and daughters to truly be his sons and daughters. And he says, He will have them share in his being and nature, strong wherein he cares for strength, tender and gracious as he is tender and gracious, angry where and as he is angry. Even in the small matter of power, he will have them able to do whatever his son Jesus could on the earth, whose was the life of the perfect man, whose works were those of perfected humanity. (laughs) What blows me away is he talks about loving and strength and even anger and tenderness. And he goes, oh, yeah, and that power thing Mm -hmm. in the small matter of that. Yes, he wants his sons and daughters to be able to do what Jesus did on the earth, which brings us around to thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that we believe we have seen and experienced that, yes, healing is available, both physical healing and inner healing. Deliverance is available, including the breaking of terrible, dark strongholds in a person's life. We've seen reconciliation and restored marriages that look absolutely, totally destroyed. We've seen hope restored. We've seen forgiveness offered. Like, we have seen staggering breakthrough. We believe in it, and we pray for it. But we needed to say these other things first, because without understanding the purpose of life and our great reward, without understanding a theology of suffering— and you do need a theology of suffering or it'll destroy you. The stories of men and women who have gone through incredible suffering and called it the greatest years of their life because of what they learned of God, the realization that death for the Christian is victory, not we blew it, we didn't pray well enough. Like Only having built that can we begin to understand where and how breakthrough comes in this life. Like, we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We do pray that. But we pray it with a sober maturity that says, you're not going to, like, literally get heaven on earth in every single scenario until Jesus returns. Right. I let that pause there because that's... Reality. That's true. That's not loss. That's not resignation. That's not failure. Right. Right. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think we can all land as will is that Jesus be glorified, that he be worshipped, he be submitted to, trusted, and we can do that in every situation. We believe there is more. We believe there is actually a lot more available to people here on this side. We really do. We've seen it. And we know that if you just resign yourself to experiencing God is for later, experiencing his power is for later, 
you know, there's no real breakthrough, you will miss out on much of what God has for you now. Like he doesn't put everything off into the future. In fact, Paul says this wild thing. He says, godliness is a means of great gain, not only in this life, but in the one to come. (laughs) You're like, wait, are you supposed to say it the other way around? Not only in the one to come, but in this life? Like, yes, there are blessings, benefits, breakthroughs. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, there is more. Yes, there is breakthrough. But what we were talking about the other night, hon, was that some of our dear friends and allies, you know, are trying hard to get to the more. And they'll quote popular sayings that are out there right now, like, Jesus healed everyone who came to him. Jesus never turned anyone away who came to him for healing. Yeah. And then they want to go on from that and say, therefore, God heals everyone. And friends, like, When Jesus came to the man at the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, the pool of Bethesda was a gathering place of many, many broken people over the years. Many of the crippled, the lame, the blind, the deaf showed up there. He healed one of them. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus is not walking around on earth anymore. Right. Right. You got to wrestle with it. I don't want to pop anybody's balloon and go, I'm not going to pray for healing because he doesn't heal. Oh, yeah, he does. What we want to do in growing up in our maturity is be like Jesus, who prayed what he saw his father praying, who did what he saw his father doing. And we want union with him. And then when you hear from God what he's praying or I'm going to do this, I want to heal this person. Wow, you pray with a level of confidence that you don't have when you haven't heard from him. So we want that. We are not in the camp that says he doesn't do that anymore. Oh, there are miracles happening all over the earth every single day of the week. Beautiful, amazing, creative miracles. So he is the God. He is the same. This Jesus who came to heal, restore us is still moving. He's still doing it. But does he do it every time? Can we assume that we know that it's his will to do it every time? We can't. We can't. And can you be comfortable with that? Can you mature into the place that you are okay with the partial? Jesus raised Lazarus. We have absolutely no report of him raising Mary or Martha, his sisters. Are you okay with the partial? Are you okay with some phenomenal breakthroughs, but not everywhere, every place, all the time, of course, or God is not good, or you're not praying right? Or you're not walking in enough faith. See, it. this is for the mature. We probably should have started the podcast Yeah, this is that. for the mature. This is for the mature. Yeah. Like, we pray for people's healing. We do what the scripture says. James says, lay hands on them. We lay hands on them. We do it. He says, anoint them. We anoint them. Like, we go for it. We pray for breakthrough. We believe in it. And we are not throne when it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean failure because we understand we are living with the partial right now. Yeah. For God's kingdom to come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven in act three, it is going to be partial. Or why would you need the return of Christ? <laughs> right? right? Right. Right. I've had the honor of getting to pray with people with confidence with God telling me he's going to heal them and having them healed. Mm -hmm. 
dramatic healing. And I've had times when they have not been healed. But God has come and he's given them the grace that they need to live in it, to endure in it, and to know his love and not be shaken by it. Mm -hmm. There's places also scripturally for healing, right? Signs and wonders. They are massive tools for the expansion of the kingdom. In evangelism, signs and wonders, whoa, that'll do it. One of the reasons why you see more miracles in other places in the world is because the gospel is breaking through and advancing there, and God is using signs and wonders to attest to the message, right? Yeah, who is this God that does that, right? I have a friend that just got back from a trip in the Philippines and was in the hut of fishermen, all Buddhists, and one of them's ankle was badly broken, and there it is, the ankle is broken, the person cannot walk. They pray, they watch, the ankle is healed up, jumping around. Every person in that little hut became a Christian. Who is this Jesus? They yes. are open to hear the gospel. Yes. Yes. And, yes, and, and yes, yes and yes. And yes. And here's the other thing. This has been something that I've been praying differently just recently for one I love is it's from Philippians when Paul says that he sends Epaphroditus back to them because it says, for you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. So there's the mercy of God, and I would love to say and tell him what to do every time, because I don't want to grieve in sorrow, and he does move, but it's almost like there's a way to pray, and I want to learn how to pray better. We all want to grow up in Christ, and yet there is not the five-point step, which means at the end of that, every person you pray for is going to be healed. Here's one of the reasons why, gang. You have to come back to the two great commands, loving God, loving others, to choose God for who he is, to choose him for his character, his beauty, to choose God because of the cross and what he's done for you is a very different thing than to choose him because you know if you go to church every Sunday, he's going to heal everyone in your family. Like God withholds healing from the world because this isn't a Santa Claus thing. He wants people to turn to him from the heart. He wants them to turn to him in genuine repentance he wants them to turn because of Jesus and because of Jesus on the cross, not because he's giving them a happy little life. This is the difficulty. This is why it's the partial. Listen, if you had a church in town where every week you could be guaranteed miracles, yeah, they would fill up, but they wouldn't make disciples. They don't. I'm telling you, I've met them. Like they don't make disciples because that's not where the action is. That's not what transforms people's lives. No. And the goal of our life here isn't no pain. The goal is Jesus. We talk about reward. Our reward is Jesus. And there's an analogy with people who say, you know, I don't have much money, but I am the richest person in the world. And haven't you been with them? Yep. We were the family who lives on a dump in Guatemala. Literally, that's where they live and scavenge. And their little 
home, quote unquote, was a joyous place Mm -hmm. because they know and love Jesus. They don't have much. And they're the richest people in the world. It's him. He is our goal and he is our reward. And he is life. You see, the goal of this life is not relief from all affliction. And that's why God's not just dispensing it absolutely everywhere, all the time, at every single prayer, because that's not the goal. Yes, in his kindness, in his mercy, he brings it. Yes, to advance the gospel and the testifying evangelism through signs and wonders. Yes, he does it. Yes, he grows us up as children to be able to pray and move and live as Jesus did. But Jesus didn't heal everyone in his day. He healed some, Mm -hmm. but he clearly didn't heal the entire nation of Israel. He didn't even heal the entire town of Bethany. He healed some, right? Because it wasn't his goal to just come and make everybody's life good at that moment. There's more going on here. We're in a larger story. Things are unfolding. He sees what we don't see. His view is higher, and what he's after is higher and better than we can even know on this side. But we can press in and know as we know him and trust him and ask him to reveal himself more to us, to walk in the ways that he walked, be moved by what he's moved by, know him, love him, ask him to deepen our love for him, our trust for him. And then that That's better than anything in the world. And when irresolvable suffering does come into our worlds, it's not failure. It's not you blew it. It's not God is not showing up. See, that's the danger of this all-or-nothing theology, everyone, every time, everywhere. The problem is that's just not true, and it's not in Scripture. And if you hold to that, then when it doesn't happen, it's failure It's lack of faith. It's you blew it. It's we lost. But you hear Paul saying, no, it's a great honor to share in the sufferings of Christ. It is an honor. Like, whoa, I don't think we've seen the holiness of that yet. I don't think we have embraced a larger sort of kingdom view. The goal of life is not relief from all affliction. And that's why God's not providing relief in any and every situation from all affliction. He's up to other nobler things. We want to be about that ourselves. We want that to be the goal of our lives. Yeah, so Jesus, teach us to pray. Teach us to see as you see. And yes and amen, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, and amen. Friends, We hope this has been helpful. We know we've touched on some big, hot issues in the church today, and we hope we've shed some light on it by just walking carefully through. If you believe this, and you believe this, and you believe this, then it'll help you think through this. So, love to you, mercy, grace. We don't pretend this to be a comprehensive answer. We don't pretend this to be a comprehensive discussion, but we hope that it helps you sort out your convictions on these things. 